Hello, I am Sarah Marie Little and my company is self-titled. So it's just my name, which is Sarah Marie Little. This, 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 this is, is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kelly, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from... Australia. This is my second interview in Australia today, folks. Today. And I am with Sarah Marie Little right now. And she is going to give us the game on how she helps people in their career, in their business, especially women, how in a time where they say you can have it all, how you can manage it all and, you know, try to fit into this crazy world of ours. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I am doing well. It is a beautiful sunny morning here in Australia, still in lockdown, but I'm finding my groove. So enjoying each and every day. Well, I'd love to hear that because that beats anything where, oh, I'm a life coach, but today was awful. You know, um, that would be a different opener. But I, I'd, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to know you know, while you are trying to get your son sorted out and trying to think about even the next meetings that you have, tell people about your company. And if you only work with people in Australia, or is it a global movement that you're in? Mm, Thank you so much. I work globally, and I have been a life and career coach for over 17 years now. So I'm talking pre-internet. I became a coach before the internet and social media exploded. And one of the great things I think about the internet is that it's opened the doors up for my business, for a lot of businesses to be able to work internationally. Sometimes the time zones can be a little bit tricky but I think universally, universally, a lot of the principles apply. And I think a lot of people can relate as well to a lot of the message that I share and a lot of the tools and stories that I am advocating for. Okay. And talk about those tools, because when people hear about, you know, oh, I'm in Australia doing this, um, I, I don't know, especially, you know, here in the United States of America, Sometimes they only see, you know, outside <laughs> countries when it's negative and they'll say, oh, it's Australia. And of course, every, you know, crazy thoughts. I don't even want to repeat. But, you know, what do you see the, the common things that women are battling right now in doing business and, and just doing life that's common to, you know, everybody pretty much globally? Oh, God, this is such a great question. And there are so many things that are coming up right now, right? We are in such a time of change and transition. And I think this is such an amazing time where we can learn to write new rules, not only individually and not only for our businesses, but also for our communities, right? And for the world. We have this this small gap. And I think when people look back at this time in history, it's going to be 
you know, just a tiny page in history books. But really what we're living now is such an important time. And women and business owners all over the world are facing similar challenges, right? A lot of people are wanting to transition from their jobs and to work solely in their business and to have that income and that flexibility. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm also reading about and I'm also hearing stories from people who are burning themselves out, who are up early morning with their kids trying to homeschool, trying to juggle their job, trying to juggle getting their business off the ground or taking it to that next level and staying up until all hours of the night just trying to complete things. So I think that there is this real desire at the moment for a new way of running our businesses. And just because we have always been running our businesses a certain way, it doesn't mean that the future is going to look like that tomorrow. Marketing is changing. The way we conduct business is changing. And I think that a lot of women are wanting to find that balance. A lot of business owners are wanting to find that balance of how can I create a thriving business but not lose my mind, still have this balance, this flow for my family, for my passion projects, for my self-care, just to chill out and not feel so obligated to always be working. Well, can you go even deeper on how things have always been? I'm a fan of, you know, old books. Like, uh, I can't believe I say old, but uh, the four hour work week and just reading things um, that talk about, you know, new ways of doing things. What are some of the old ways that you have seen and you're happy to see go? Oh, God, this is such a great question. I definitely think one of the ways that I'm happy to see, one of the things that I'm happy to see leave is this constant tie to social media. Honestly, I think there is an increase in people leaving social media for their mental health, for their wellness and self-care. And it's a lot of the younger generations as well. And so businesses really need to adapt to where the market is headed, where people's mindset and attention is headed. And this old way of being on all the social media channels, being highly engaged at insert insert crazy amount of times spent on social media or posting or putting yourself in this perfectly curated tiny wee little box I think this is one of the most important things that is going to shift that maybe you don't leave all your social media but maybe you downgrade it maybe you create a schedule that's doable for you and that actually serves people you know in the headspace they're at in a more authentic and down-to-earth storytelling tell it how it is real way because people aren't wanting this overwhelming bombardment with information at the moment they are wanting this genuine connection and so definitely social media um i am happy that it's been, it's starting to be downgraded and people are starting to not want to connect on those levels as much. And that's why a lot of these new apps like Telegram, 
are taking off because it's just a place of messaging and connection instead of constant scrolling and bombardment. Now, a lot of my audience will say, who's getting off social media? I know personally I have, you know, 90% of my social media someone else manages, uh, even though there may be photos of me and I can't wait for it to be 100%. But are you seeing this more in Australia or is this globally? This is globally. And I don't think this is a shift just for one business but i think this is a shift that all businesses can take a look at because if you reflect on your customers and you think about how they come to you and and the ones the type of people that purchase from you a lot of the time i know for myself and a lot of my clients that they purchase through the newsletter list and that having more social media followers doesn't equal more money in the bank. And so building up, obviously this is a this is such an um, old thing, building up your newsletter list and creating and thinking about new ways to capture capture and convert customers. Maybe it's referrals. Last year I completed a wonderful course actually with Alex Friends and Alexandra Friends, and she's in the US. I think she's in Hawaii now. And she has been a freelance writer for, wow, I think it's probably about a decade. And she runs her business completely social media free. And there was hundreds of people in this amazing course about how to quit social media and still have a thriving business. And that course, honestly, it blew my mind because it opened up many different pathways of connecting with people as people instead of connecting to the numbers and to people on the screen. Wow, wow. I, I, I love it. I, I love it. And I've talked to so many you know, folks in their 20s saying they're depressed because of social media. So what makes your company, you know, stand out? What are you doing that you think is unique so people can say, oh, okay, Eureka, yes, that is what I've been looking for. Yeah, 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 great. I love this because I am filled with paradoxes and I think a lot of people are and a lot of businesses are. We're filled with paradoxes and different archetypes and different skill sets and so it's taken me really, like I said, I've been in business for 17 years. It's taken me a long time to be able to peel back those layers and to stand proudly in my weirdness. And I think this is one of the best things that's really came out of the last decade. I think it's from aging, really, from getting older, is that I'm standing in my weirdness within my business. And I do encapsulate paradox because I draw upon empirical evidence. So I am studying as well at the moment a master's in positive psychology to draw upon empirical evidence, which is science-based evidence supporting positive psychology techniques, such as who does mindfulness work best for, right? 
And studies show that certain things work better for some people than they do others. And that not everyone is best suited to some coaching techniques. As well as drawing upon empirical evidence, I draw upon this sort of mystical nature, this mythic nature where I like to utilize mythology, archetypes. I like to work with people's ancestral lineage to draw upon the stories from their past and, and also in helping them heal things that might be coming back for them. And so there is this real divide within my business, but it comes together really nicely because on the one hand, it is psych positive psychology backed, but I also draw upon stories and I help people in a way that is really unique for them so that they can transition through these dark times, through challenging times and find their own flow, find their own balance and really ground down into that in a way that feels really good and that's not just pushed onto them because that's the one size fits all. I'm definitely a very compassionate coach and mentor and I'm very and I'm very much a person fit activity. So it depends on the person. Mm, to a lot of people, they'll say positive psychology. I went in one time and they ripped me a new one. Um, but psychology, <laughs> you know, does it, have to, does it have to hurt? But um, for, for those that, you know, aren't, aren't equipped yet to, you know, they, their mind goes negative. Can you talk about, you know, positive psychology versus what many men, and I'm going to say men, many men feel psychology is. Because many men, you know, and, and well, you say couples counseling, they're like, I'm not going to that thing where I'm going to be <laughs> for every little thing. So can you go even a little deeper with that? Yeah, this is such a great question because this is a new field. I'm always, I've always been a person who, as you can tell, who's on the verge and on the edge of new things and new fields. So Positive psychology is relatively new in that the evidence backing a lot of these positive techniques um, is really starting to take off. So positive psychology differ, differs from normal psychology in that a normal psychologist, if you go to see them, they're probably going to look at what's happening right now for you, what's coming up, and what's happened in the past. And the techniques that they draw upon and the models and modalities are really looking at that one element, right? They're not holistic by nature. They're not looking at um, the future. They're looking at the present moment what, and what may have been stopping you from um, moving forward that's been carried over from the past. Whereas a positive psychologist looks at where you're at now and where you're wanting to go in the future, what are your goals? And they're very much solutions focused in that they draw upon your strengths, so your unique strengths, and the unique resources that you have right now and that they help you to build a bridge from where you are now to where you want to be, utilising these holistic skill sets such as 
physical activity, um, mindfulness and things um, such as self-care. And it's really a holistic approach to helping you get to where you want to be. You know, positive psychology, I just, um, thank you for explaining that more because I want people, especially the, the critics, you know, you can go to UPenn and you can go pay a lot of money, folks. So don't think that it's just something that Sarah made up today. It, it, it is new, but, you know, folks need to check that out. because And, and it goes to my, my next question of when you're working with entrepreneurs, especially how difficult is it to get the truth out of them as far as, you know, I don't want to take off your mask. I'm trying to see what, who you are, what your flaws are. Like, what's the process? Does that take weeks, days, hours? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. So who you are and what your flaws are. Are you referring to like what's stopping you? Like what's stopping you from, you know, why is this something that you can't get past? Is that what you mean? It, it could be that. And I really left it open because um, it might hit you or you say, you know what? Uh, two out of five clients have this issue. But if I was saying for men, and when I'm talking to, to men, it, um, they, they had a representative of who they were, let's say in their relationship. And relationships um, in business are just kind of like your relationships you know, in person. You want to show your best self. So you're doing all of this, you know, my chest is out. I'm this, I'm the greatest. I'm Grant Cardone, basically. Yeah. Um, but at, at your real self, you might be, you know, so insecure. Um, you might be a, a, a manipulator, a, a full-time cheater, not part-time. Yeah. <laughs> it impacts your business. So I guess, yeah. you know, who you are, um, you know, how, to get that out of them. I think this is a really interesting question, not only for, I mean, if you're working with people, if you're a coach or consultant, but also just if you're curious about your own nature, I guess, as well, because there are many little telltale signs. And look, to be perfectly honest, I am really intuitive and I can just read people and I can just know them. It's a, I don't know, maybe it's something of. I've developed over the years, but it's something that I've definitely strengthened in the last few years is that I can read people and know them and just know who they are, right? But that doesn't help them. And I think one of the best things in these situations is for those answers to come up from the client or from the person. And that some of the ways you can tell that this person is not being consistent with who they are or not living in integrity is by looking at their body language. Their body language is always speaking, looking at their tone of voice and the infliction and how they are talking about something. If a person is speaking really fast paced and it's just super over the moon, um, fast in their language and they just can't slow down and there's a lot of heat in it, then generally that's something they're excited by, right? Yeah. But if they're talking really slow and they're just kind of wavering about a topic that they tell you they're excited by, but they're just talking like this, you can kind of tell. And then the other thing is 
I think it's really important that coaches and, and consultants and people in the helping profession, school teachers, you know, I think it's so important that they that people that help others look at the strengths of the person. And you can do this in a coaching or consulting format, but you can also just have them take the, a survey online. There's a lot of great surveys and tools that you can take to learn about your strengths because let's say if someone is in the, the profession of um, uh, law and they're a they are a lawyer and they use a lot of judgment and critical thinking and um, things like this. But when they take the strengths finder, at the bottom of their strengths is judgment and critical thinking and perspective and things like that. The, and at the top of their, their strengths is something that's completely different. Then you have to sort of work with them to go, okay, why is why is the evidence here showing us? Why is the skills test showing us that these things are all the way at the bottom, but you're living a life where they're all the way at the top, you know? So looking at a few different things and helping the person to really formulate and find their own answers. You know, it's one of those things where often, especially for me, I've had to learn this because I'm a bit masculine in that I just love to solve problems. I'm just always, I just want to solve the problem like right then and there. But I think the best thing we can do for people, for children, for clients is to really help them to find those answers within themselves so that aha moment comes from them and it kind of filters out into their whole body and it allows them to kind of formulate their learning in a way that is going to last their lifetime. Mm, okay. I, 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 I like it. And I can, I can go somewhere different with that because I know looking at your YouTube, you, you've shown people your freak is um, basically, what was it, within, or that's your, basically, whatever makes you weird or, or different, that might be where your, you know, your power is, because everyone's not willing to be so vulnerable. But I, I really want to know, with doing a business like you've been doing for 17 years, how have you given back? Because you're giving so much to your clients, and I already know in hearing you that Whatever they pay you, you're giving them that extra scoop of ice cream or the whipped cream and the cherry on top that they didn't pay for, and it can be draining work. So how do you find yourself giving a give back where you say, you know what, I'm not getting paid, or if you have a give back in mind for the future that you would like to do to, you know, better mankind and womankind? Yeah, God, this is such an intense question. And it's something that actually has been playing around in my mind because the idea of creating and formulating strength in smaller communities, especially the communities where people feel like the outcasts, you know, the weirdos of this world. I often, <laughs> I often think to myself, honestly, like, it's not the heroes who are going to save this world, not that it needs saving, but fully help this world. It's the freaks. It's the weirdos. It's the outcasts. It's the oddballs who are going to help this world. We need you more than ever. And so I've been working on a research project at the moment about 
creating strong small communities and what it takes and to do that and so one of the courses that I was involved in last year and I'm involved in again this year and it's such an exceptional course is by Bio Kamalafe and it's called We Will Dance With Mountains and it is incredible just the amount of love and attention and give back goes into that course not only by bio but by his entire team and the amazing people the amazing um, participants that come and their their artists and their um, you know people that care about the earth and business owners and people with PhDs that want to break out of the educational sector sector and that course that I took last year and that's running again this year yeah, it's really inspired me to think about, okay, it's one thing to work with one person, but how can we create an impact in small communities, small communities where people f- are able to find a different route to the one that's being given? Because up until this point, there's always just been this, um, this one way and it's always been the highway and it's always been take the highway, the fast road, earn as much money as you can, create a, a thriving, huge business, huge social media following, you know, make um, make a huge impact on the world. And I am more concerned with now, again, I think this is age, it comes with getting older, um, is the fact that how can I make this small, intimate space where people can really come into their weirdness and their beauty and really grow low to the ground in order to thrive high in the sky. And so Bio Kamalafi, he does this so well in the We Will Dance With Mountains course. And I think this is so inspiring for me. So it's something that I've been looking at for the future. And maybe as I get older, it's something that I will um, really pivot into is creating these small and intimate communities where we can stray. This is this is not my quote. I'm pretty sure Bio said this, but stray from the highway and think like the crossroads. And for those of you who have heard Sarah say, you know, when I'm getting older and you say, hold on, I'm checking her out. I don't see where she's aging, especially if you go to her YouTube, you'll see she has some, you know, some YouTubes that are talking about a little of everything. But when we talk about getting older, it's not a bad thing. And so many many people try to, oh, you're getting old. And, and it's like, hold on, I'm getting good. What's the other option? And that I'm still <laughs> that I'm still in shape, I tell people. And I I pretty much live outside and work outside with my computer, right? And I don't have a shirt on and I keep my shorts on <laughs> because unless I have a meeting. Um but can you talk about the getting older? Because you keep saying that and folks are going to say, I, I, she's trying to claim an age or a time that she's not there while I'm actually there. And I feel like, I think like getting older to me is, it's a really a mindset because I know people double my age and I'm like, you're still young because your mind is strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. And I say getting older in a way that, it's not a bad thing. God, it's bloody fantastic. Honestly, it is getting older is, is, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I can't wait to be that old crone, that old hag who's got all these <laughs> weird stories hanging out on the side of the street with my old 
odd dog with one eye, you know. Um, I think it's a really fantastic thing. And in the big scheme of things, you know, I'd love to live a long, long time and and be a really old woman. But the thing I say, I say old because, you know, when I started coaching, I was, oh, I first started when I was 18 years old. 18 years old, I started in New Zealand. I studied at a university, a diploma in life coaching. And that was unheard of at the time, right? And so I kind of compare myself to a long time ago. But getting older is not the problem. There's nothing wrong with getting older. I think one of the fantastic things is aging. And one of the real problems that we have in our society is that people are getting older, but they're not becoming elders. They're not becoming Mm. wise. So you can be an older, but not an elder. And I really want to be an elder. And so I say I'm getting older, but it doesn't mean I'm getting wiser. And it doesn't mean I'm an old lady yet. In my mind, I'm kind of like, you know how some people kind of think about themselves and they always remember themselves as an 18-year-old guy, you know? Or they always remember themselves as a certain age. Well, in my mind, I always see myself as an old lady. <laughs> I just think it's, a, it's so fantastic to, be, to, to become an elder. And I think that this is a, a real important thing in our, in our world is to, to, is to have more people that are old and wise who are elders. So you definitely have an ebook on your website and you guys, links are in the description for that book. But I could see a book on getting older and becoming an elder or however you do that play on words because that is just so true. You have some old fools and they act like they're, you know, teenagers or 20. And um, so I definitely, I, I feel that. I'm thinking of some people that I, I won't mention you guys. Don't worry. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Where can, um, how is the best way for people to connect with you? Give them, you know, any of the social media that you do have whether it be YouTube or whatever you prefer to be contacted on and give us some last words, please. Yeah. Well, if someone wants to connect, look, I'd love to open up a conversation. If there's anything that's piqued your curiosity today or that you're just wanting to explore, then send me an email. Honestly, I would, I would be honored just to chat with you and bounce any ideas or anything like that around. You can go to my website and find my email address there. Um, yeah, you can see me on social, but let's, you know, let's keep the conversation if that's what you want to do. Some last words. God, again, I would just say, whoever you are, wherever you are in the world, stray from the highway. Stop thinking like how you used to. Stop looking at what other people are doing, you know. Start to think a little differently. Start to look at the stories, the archetypes, the patterns, the places in your life where you kind of shun, where you look down upon, right? Invite them back. Invite those out, outed places back into your life. Invite the dirt, the muck, the compost, the richness of your emotions, the dread, the fear, Invite it all back and just allow yourself to stay with the trouble because in these changing times, if we want to create new worlds and we want to live in ways that are authentic and pleasing and 
that encapsulate flow and balance and all those wonderful things, right? We have to learn to stay with the trouble and to be attentive to all of life and let it live through us so that we can create new worlds. And I think this is one of the biggest things we can do is just be with your oddness and just stray from that highway and think like the crossroads, like what Bio Kamalafa says. You guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, share it with someone. It will change their life. Hi, guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course costs only $20, guys. It can't get any better. Go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com. Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.